What's going on, everyone? This is Mike Sleater. Welcome to another episode of the My Two Life podcast. I'm hanging with my buddy, Dylan O'Keefe. What's going on, Dylan? Hey, boys. How you going? Everyone, girls, ladies, everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, hey, this is a special podcast. This is going to be a new segment where we are talking about all things bike, moto, testing. Um, specifically, this one is about the Stark future and what that is or isn't. And before we dive into that, let's give it up to the sponsors that make this podcast possible. Of course, MX Store. We're sitting here in the MX Store garage. MX Store is the home of the largest range of parts and accessories Australia-wide. We are known for the speed, service, and, of course, our range. Um, you know, it's it's an amazing company to work, work for. We have... Um, Amazing staff doing a lot with the community with 125 Cup, Battle in the Bush coming up. It was a unique event. And, of course, supporting so many tracks and clubs across the country. So check out mxstore.com.au for the latest range and all those needs that you want. And, of course, the all-new Wreckers, the Checkers, episode or Season 2 coming out very soon. So stay tuned for that. Um, Maxis Tires. Thank you to Maxis Tires for supporting this podcast. Todd Waters, he uses Maxis Tires, Dylan. Yeah, you did well on the weekend, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, out at out of Manji, got good starts. That sand tire hooking up out there out in WA, and of course the uh, gas gas is coming production with Maxis McGrath testing, developing them. Axel Hodges obviously is not having problems with those front end stoppies <laughs> <laughs> using the front tire. So thank you, Maxis Tires. Get those tires of here at MX Store. Um, check them out. Of course, Rhino Power. Rhino Power is a big part of my program as I used Rhino Power the other day to take $1,000 from my brother-in-law in a bit of a running race. Um, yeah, you can get Rhino Power at mxstore.com.au uh, or use Sleater15 at checkout um, at rhinopower.com.au as well or just rhinopower.com if you're in the States. So, yeah, man, a lot of, lot of stuff going on um, with what we're doing here in australia and i like we talked last podcast my trip to europe but we couldn't really talk about the bike this podcast is dedicated to the bike and um we have an embargo date for the 10th which is tomorrow so we're going to talk about the bike today the stark future stark varg we'll go into what the name is and 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 what it's about um but yeah dylan uh, what's your take on what you know what you think this bike is before i kind of share my thoughts with you because i've been holding it tight yeah, so uh, unfortunately, Sleater's kept tight lips, uh, as he should, for the embargo date for the 10th. But um, personally, I believe this bike's going to be a game changer for the industry. Uh, like I said in the last podcast, I think electric bikes are the future, and it's going to allow us to open up a lot of tracks that have been closed, unfortunately, due to noise constraints. So um, the bike itself, how it's going to perform, uh, I do have a few questions that I'd like to ask you, um, but it's going to be very inter- interesting to see how what your you know what your first thoughts are and and i guess what the rest of the world thinks when start some of the reviews start to come out yeah well here's the deal man this was a very unique experience in itself um i went over there from motoonline.com.au um and motoonline.com itself gosh it's like so many dot coms and dot au's sorry everyone this is a global podcast but um alex gobert was kind enough to let me go over there on behalf of Moto Online, I uh, took Sarah with me, my wife, and we are going to do a, the test in Barcelona, then go on to Europe um, for a holiday, come home. There was a bit of a situation with the bike, one of the five bikes, um, that they did groups of five. So I, I believe there's 60 total riders that went through and tested these bikes globally. So 
I was luckily one of the 60, and we did it in waves of five group, five people. Um, one bike had a, a, a sensor or a, a code flash, essentially, and they shut the test down for a week and a half to go through and develop uh, test these bikes um, with Josh Hill and Tortelli. I actually saw them when they were going to go do some durability. They've done a ton, but they just this was a unique code that flashed. They are like, we can't let someone have this happen and, and not have an explanation. But what was really cool, Dill, they, they told us, they told me we were transparent with what happened. They didn't hide it like, oh, weather's bad or something happened. And they didn't, we weren't tight. They were very open and honest like, hey, Sleater, we'll fly you back to Oz and then fly you home and fly you back in seven days. Like, that's really not an option. I have a holiday planned. So it worked out well. I came back. They um, were first class with the treatment. And we show up at this really cool villa in Barcelona. They, they uh, you know, like, like red, red carpet treatment, grab your gear bags for you, pick you up from the airport, drive you to the track. When we arrived at this track, it was very unique in its own. It's a, it's an old golf course still. Wow. And, and as you, as you a moto head like me, like what's our dream when we're playing golf or hacking up the course? It's like, man, how rad would it be to, to rip some motos <laughs> for the golf course. <laughs> so this golf course was taken over, I think a few years before as a motocross track, it wasn't performing as a golf resort. And it's pretty far out in the in the foothills of Spain, and just like a lot of tracks globally, the noise they had the track built, epic layout, noise shut the track down. And damn! And how ironic is the launch of the Stark Future is at a golf course where noise closed the track. This all new silent bike is available. So. We get dressed in this locker room or a clubhouse in a locker room, like a legit locker room, get changed, t- get up, taken up in a van, open the doors to view these five. There's five test riders. Um, I had a vital was there with me and a couple of the global media outlets with my group. And we, we, we get where we have a, our own cameraman from film and we have our own photography guy and we have our own engineer. We have our own um, a chassis engineer. We have our own electronic engineer. And then we have a mechanic. So each rider got his own team for the day. Wow. Yeah. And basically it was reality TV. As soon as we showed up to the track, we had a camera on us. We were mic'd up. And we would roll through the, through the experience um, and get our first impressions, seeing the bike, meeting the crew, very organic and raw. And I know we have some content here that we can, we're going to cut up and Moto Online has some stuff and, um, you know, it, it was typically with a shootout or not, sorry, shootout, a, a bike test. You bring your media guy, your, your, your filmer, your photographer, or the same person. And you have your, you, you, you go and create your content of your own and then you, you got to approve it through them and whatever. But they, this is different. They film it all. You have to direct the creative. Like I want to hit this berm, come get this. I want to do this. And then to top it off, they have a drone pilot to do two hot laps with us that you will see on MX or social uh, on the embargo date that you'll be posting up. So it was very inclusive, right? Um, it was, it was uh, a very, very uh, a unique experience on just the, even rolling it out. So I see, my, I see this bike for the first time, man, and I was like, it lived up to the hype, dude. Like, yeah, so what are what some of your first impressions just of looking at it? Um, I would say the attention to detail. Like I've told, you know, a few people, my dad and some that I can tell before the embargo that the chassis and the attention to detail and like 
the axle nut being flush mount with like a, a, an Allen and the a chain adjusters being a, a click system that you could adjust eight clicks out instead of a 10-12 looking at slash marks on the swing arm and just 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 the thought of detail into things that haven't been changed for decades, man. Decades and decades and eons. They, I'm looking at it and it just, it looked amazing. Sleek. Um, it, it, I think to me, it just, it, it looked what we were sold, right? And typically something like that, you're not, you're sold something different than what, you know, it was, you know, from a visual. So, yeah, it was, I look at it, you know, I'm geared up and I was just like, I want to ride this thing. I want, I want to feel it. It is pretty, pretty gnarly. So I get on it and, you know, I, I see it and the way they had it structured was four laps. You By did. yourself? Um, with the other group, yeah. Four, group. Yeah, so four laps, like, get on, four laps, pull off. Yeah. And that's not a lot of time, man. Especially with brand new track. Yeah, Brand dude. new bike. Yep, you didn't, I didn't walk the track. No. Nah. And these are the circumstances you can kind of get yourself in trouble with sometimes. Like, when you're excited, like, you're excited, you want to go. Um, yeah, man, it, it, was, it was definitely interesting, like, the kind of the – anticipation to what it was i felt like my kid getting on a stasic like that first time right understanding what it what it does or doesn't do you know um yeah so it was it was uh get up there and i I go to roll off and it was interesting that i kind of forgot how to ride a dirt bike dude i wasn't squeezing with my knees because it's like there's no noise i'm just like oh this is cool i cracked the throttle dude and i'm like I almost fell off the back of it. I hear that noise. I went, (laughs) (laughs) not, or not. (laughs) So the throttle like a light switch in a sense. No, no, it feeds, but I like, was like feeding it. Oh, this is sick. And I cracked it, but I wasn't squeezing my knees. I wasn't in a position because like that noise that everything that experience we're used to. So you're doing an Andrew Redden. Dude, looking (laughs) off the back of it. I was like, whoa. So, um, yeah, I do my first four laps, dude, and I was surprised. Like, I was worried about feeding in the throttle. You know, we talked about the clutch. You know, tell tell me what you remember the modulation of the clutch. If it got on too hard, talk about like that. What you're, you know, me, you and I were talking about. Um, if you get on the gas too hard with a, on a 450, yeah, pull, you can use the clutch as like your safety system. Yep, you can snap that power off and yeah, and shut her down, feather it on, or yeah, exactly. So I'm, we were thinking like, man, this electric bike, if it's got 60, 80 horsepower, dude, you crack it. How do you do? You just like like a person learning to drive a stick shift for the first time, like on off on off. That, yeah, that's kangaroo, not, yeah. So, dude, the feed, the, the 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 way the bike fed the throttle, the way I could just modulate it. Just imagine being in the perfect gear through the turn always. Yeah, did you find yourself ever sh- finding for the gear shifter at all? Not one time. Not one time. Yeah, well, actually, I'm sorry. I pulled off the track. I did a hot lap and I push off, pull off the track. I went to tap down. Oh, they hold down to first. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, I clearly don't need to do that. No clutch. Um, I was skeptical on like um, <clears throat> the, the the kickers up a lip, you know, like how would that feel like modulating it? But you have enough noise, like the engine still makes noise, like drive. <laughs> so you're like, <laughs> and you'll see on the GoPro footage, like click the link below in in this, and you'll uh, we'll attach a uh, drone footage and some GoPro footage. You can hear the motor. You can also hear me talking. It's pretty wild, dude. It's like, pretty incredible. That's that's definitely a game changer there. Of um, bike testing, you can actually talk on board. Yeah, and you hear it. 
right? Like it was. Uh, I know Dino uh, Wilson's done some stuff before, but like you can you can you know articulate things very much different than normal. Um, I uh, yeah, I take off, do my four laps, come in, and I really want to get the chassis set up, man. That was my main goal: chassis first, like. The motor is what it is, but I was really intrigued to how the actually bike would perform. The Alta, I'm going to take one step back. The Alta, everyone's like, how's oh, it compared to the Alta? I never rode it, and I never really cared to, man. It had crappy WP4 CS forks. Those forks were tapped out, technology. They just weren't that good. And I watched you know, other media guys in the States ride that bike at Glen Helen day after day, or week after week, sorry, every Thursday, trying to improve it, and it wasn't faster than 250S. So why am I want to ride something that isn't as fast as a production 250F that I'm testing? <clears throat> Where am I going to use it? So this bike, I was like kind of the same thing. I was like intrigued like what it has. Well, it has KYB uh, technical touch fork. It's very similar to the Yamaha componentry with technical touch uh, uh, it's, uh, components in it. So it's essentially a Yamaha fork with its own valving. So they actually, KYBs help them with valing so they didn't just dump, put a yamaha fork on it then it has a technical touch kyb rear shock similar to the yamaha as well but with like really cool high low speed adjusters with rebound um and then the linkage is up like uh a certain amount higher than other models i don't have the exact data and number off the top of my head but they've got that up so if people are going to do hard enduro or woods it's not going to kick you know it's tucked up into tucked the swing arms. Yeah. yeah yeah like they really got that right man it That's was incredible and I believe you said something about the wheels. They aren't in-house wheels. Yeah, so the, a lot of their their wheels, seventy seventy one alloy hoops, with their own hubs that look like the most factory looking hubs as well. And then they have an X-Trig styled split clamp that comes production on the bike. And man, I was just geeking out like all these things that like we're looking at my four fifty, you know, and it's got the same thing. It's got those X-Trig clamps, that split clamp design, all those things I've updated on my personal bike. This bike has on its own you know i have the now i'm going to put the uh spring conversion kit in my wp this has spring for spring fork they really didn't spare any cost on like it has brimbo brakes so, so they've the, thought about everything they've they th literally thought about everything yeah front so to the back. as i'm going my going back to my four laps in i'm very i feel very comfortable brimbo brakes they stop good um kyb suspension confident in that I'm not having to get used to these weird, unique things that I'm not that that normally wouldn't come on motorcycles. Um, but what's interesting, I was like, man, it seems kind of high in the front, like um, under braking. Do I soften it up? Do I? What do I do? And I'm like, you know what? Let's. They've talked about adding engine brake. They told me I could, they can add or subtract engine brake with the technology. You're kidding! Oh wow! So, so I'm like, let's add some engine brake, as you as we know, like too much engine brake, the front end dives not enough. It's more like a two stroke. It kind of gets skatey. So like, hey, can we add some engine brake? I want the fork to bite. They added a percentage of engine brake. Man, a pretty big difference. Helped a ton on the fork. But the riding experience, I liked that more two-stroke feel, that free. So they dropped, they split the difference in percentage. And it got me really happy with the fork, man. And I was like, okay, now the shock feels kind of dead. And I was like, it was weird, the sound. I'm like, am I, am I, test, am I getting a platform? Is this going to... Is this good? Like, it feels good, but it feels different. Like, there's no wallow, dude, because there's no in crank inertia. So in these whoop section rollers that you'll see on the video, it doesn't step out ever. Even if I was wrong, it straightens back up. Wow. Game changer, eh? Interesting. 
And I'm like, is this is it because of the the chassis and 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 Sebastian Trotelli, the legend that he is, and Josh Hill, like obviously they're two different types of riders. They've set this bike up together over a year of development and testing with a hard good, and man, they've really came up with a good platform, good base. And it, I went and ended up going on the shock. I just wanted the bike to be more lively, more fun, like under the throttle. So I went a little quicker on the rebound, and I went um, uh, to get it to hold up in the G outs a little better. I went in a little, they had the guys go uh, half turn on the high speed um, on the rear shock. And once we made those changes, man, I really felt like I was quite confident um, with what I had. I was pretty stoked on on the balance, where it felt. I might, the pitch in the turns, it was squatting. I, I, I like that bike to kind of move. I don't like a dead motorcycle. Um, so I was like, yeah, we're good, we're good. And then all of a sudden, they're like, hey, guys, you know, we're eight laps in. Hey, check this out. We want you to test this up against the combustion chamber motorcycles, and they roll out Cowie, Honda, Yamaha, Husqvarna, KTM, Gas, Gas 450s. So you can literally compare the bike that you have at home to the star on the day, on, on the, the day. same track, yep. same conditions. Yep. And what were your first thoughts on that when you hopped on the Gas, Gas? Oh, I was like kind of nervous, man. I was like, man, before I rode, I was like, these guys are ballsy, like, I'm very comfortable on my gas gas. My gas gas 450 is pretty much standard. So it's not like some trick bike that the stock bike's not going to feel like. It's got a muffler, some clamps. That's about it, right? It still has air fork. Dude, it's so funny. Go around. I, I pull on the track. I was the last combustion chamber bike on the track out of a group of five. And there's three of the five guys stalling it on the track. <laughs> they, just, they just like they forgot how to ride a gas bike or in eight laps. In eight laps. That's ridiculous. So what were they doing lap times or what was the story there? So they were doing lap times without us knowing it. And I was like pushing the bike as hard as I felt comfortable. It took me like a lap to get used to the combustion chamber. It felt heavy. It felt lethargic. And and just so the listeners know, the I don't have the exact weight. I should, sorry, on the Stark. But it is heavier than the combustion chamber motorcycles. But it doesn't feel that way because of the, the feel on your hand and the throttle, right? Getting on the combustion chamber mc450 which i love dude it felt heavy lethargic kind of very outdated um but give me a lap i was into it like it actually helped me i was like the way i jump like if i'm jumping a lot of the jumps they were blind so it helped me get my time give me get my timing better on some of these longer step downs i was like come up i kind of roll up and you know like crack it usually to time i don't like come out at like feeding the throttle I, i'll crack it so i'm going high to low if in case i case into the trajectory straight and my timing was perfect on the gas gas so i'm like oh that's how fast i go like i can because i was like a l- little long a little short on the electric bike so once i figured that then i started riding the, you know the electric bike more like the, the the combustion chamber gas gas but came off and it was enlightening i'm like dude in a good way the stark chassis feels like the gas gas. It didn't feel like a foreign thing. I never rode the track before, so I didn't have a reference of how, like, the texture of the dirt. Didn't have a reference of, like, wallow or feed. So once I got the reference of the gas gas, which we always did all my 15 years at KTMs, we, that company is so good, I always referenced. So when we were working on 2019 or 2018, we'd reference our 2016, 2017 model to make sure we weren't going backwards. So having the gas gas, what I was familiar with, what it does or doesn't do... Dude, I was able to 
I was able to go, dude, I'm on the right track. Like the Stark is in the right position. I am, I'm going that way. So in saying that with the electric bike, um, is it tunable to the point where you can detune the power or is it, can you can have max power or how does that all work? So from my understanding, I was sitting around 90% power on my bike and that's like, so call it 58, 57 horsepower. I want no given time that I want more power. Like I was not like, dude, I need more power. And I had a lot of traction. So before we took off to your question, to answer your question, yes, you can tune that bike. It's a 450 size, 21 front, 19 rear, same seat height as any big bike. As we know, 125 is at the same ride height as 450s. Of course, yeah. But you can't put your wife or your 14-year-old son that's tall enough to ride a 125 on a 450. You can't share that bike. I mean, you could, but it's almost borderline child abuse or, or <laughs> you know, spousal <laughs> abuse. This bike, you can go to modes and you're like, oh, I want little Billy mode or little or Miss Molly wife mode. And you can tune it. They tuned it down for me as a joke. Like literally, I could, barely, I could walk as fast as it was riding. Wow. It's like a peewee. Yep. <laughs> yep. So you just think of that one bike, you could service, you know, your wife and you to go ride on a weekend. Yeah, that's incredible. That's insane. So what is it like maps? Is it preset maps or is it like, how's it controlled? How do they adjust? Yeah. It? So you have a, your, it comes with its own military grade Stark feature phone. looks like an Android or Samsung, very similar, but it's their own. Um, it comes in the bar, um, where the bar pad would be. And, um, the, the module we had was very um, raw, so, like, it wasn't the final version. But, yeah, you'll have, I think, modes that you just – you can plug in your – you can just plug touch in – touch screen? Touch, touch screen. Wow. Yeah, just like an iPhone or, or Verizon. So you can plug in your maps, pre-program it, what you want. You can, you know, have per track or per rider. You can change your engine brake. You can change your acceleration curve. It'll the, – the final version will have a lot more detail than even our prototypes were. Um it almost was, sounds like a video game. It, <laughs> it was just, it was interesting that way, right? So getting off the gas gas, getting back on the Stark is like, whoa, now I'm, you know, four laps on this bike. Is it going to be, feel weird? Nah, man. It, it took, it adapted straight away. And, you know, we say no noise. There is enough noise in your hand. You know, that you're going you can hear it, but you can hear the tire. That's a weird sound to hear that tire hook up. It almost sounds like you have a flat tire because you never hear your tires. So do you think that's engine noise or chain drive noise? Um, that's a good question. I think it's a, a, a bit, of bit of both. Yeah. The chain the chain drive and electric. Like It sounds like Mason Stasek when I watched him ride it. Like, but like to have five guys on this Moto Golf Club Barcelona track doing motos and essentially no noise. What was hard to get used to was the, the harmonic sound. You know, when I talked about chassis, getting my chassis right, when I got it comfortable, I was like, still the sound. Like, you can hear this right now, that slap. Think of, you know, plastics flex. They have sound. Things make noise. So getting used to, like, that slap down sound, that sound, a sound can give you illusion things are harsh. That makes sense? Of course, yeah. Like, it, you know, like, if you're, if you hear, if, if something's like, you know, bang, bang, bang versus like a thud, thud, thud. Like a thud is more of like a, not a harmonic pinging sound and doesn't resonate to harshness. So hearing, you know, your 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 wheels make noise and hearing your 
the things flex, that was a bit different. So that was threw me off on like, is my setup right? Is my setup wrong? But once I referenced the the combustion chamber MC four fifty, I'm like, this bike's damn good. Is is it I'm happy with this power plant. I'm I'm good with it. Going back to Stark, I'm like, yep, yeah, they've done the comparison. They know like they it feels the same. Um the electric bike just didn't have those Dude, coming through these double apex turns, like I didn't have to like get my foot up to shift in a creative way with my heel or my instep. Didn't have to like lug it or clutch it. Um, I tend to be a meathead sometimes and like stab the bike too hard, then I modulate the clutch, and that's all given up time. So lap times, the lap times I did, I wasn't doing lap times battle, lap time battles, but they had the clock on me with the data, and I was a second and a half a lap faster on the Stark best lap to best lap. Whoa. Only eight laps in of time on the Stark when they were doing my time. And then I obviously have years on a, a, an Austrian chassis and motor, and that didn't take long to get used to. And I was, I was, you know, you don't want to ride around looking like a slow old man like I am. <laughs> so I was giving it enough. Could I have gone faster? Yeah, but I could have gone faster on both bikes. So I think there's a good variance of time. Let's say I'm the same speed. Who cares? I've never ridden an electric motorcycle. So as I get grow with it, I'll just be better and better and better on it. So that was that was pretty exciting to know um, that that kind of thing. So that was, that was pretty cool. So overall thoughts, yes or no? Yes or no as far as what? In regards to are they going to make a difference to the industry and would you buy one? Well, I would buy one. And will it make a difference to the industry? Absolutely. It'll open up more riders. The, the, it's, there's two things. The bike's going to come. Small window. They're going to be expensive. I think they're almost twenty thousand dollar Australian, right? I don't know that the conversion will call it fourteen, sixteen US. Okay, it's a pretty big barrier to entry, right? But it's like a Tesla; they share the same technology and battery and engine components that a Tesla does. There's tracks that can reopen. People can ride on their own land that relatively couldn't because of the fact that there's no noise. Um, I do think it will change the industry you know from an entertainment standpoint get it hurt because there's no noise potentially i guess a lot of people like the noise when they go to events and stuff like that I mean, like pe- monster jam yeah all that sort of stuff so two strokes people can compare complain about the, the lack of fun noise a four-stroke makes versus the two-stroke noise still yeah but it's happening and i, I kudos to stark future for for thinking of things differently than anyone else taking a risk um being complacent as as population grows around the world we lose riding areas you know we're environmental friendly um they are going to be doing more things from with environmental from like collaboration with gear companies with biodegradable gear and earth friendly stuff so they're very they're not earth earthy hippie dudes these guys are very very intelligent um anton the ceo and founder he came from 24mx e-commerce company in europe um, ben Cobb is their PR. He came from Alpine Stars. They, one of the engineers came from KTM. Um, they have now a 184,000 square foot factory being finished up in Barcelona to turn on production. There's 10,000 units pre-sold. 10,000, though. 10,000, wow. They showed us the so heat map. they're going to be out there. They're going to be out there. Jeff Leesk is the, uh, the director here in Australia building dealer networks. He was the guy that took KTM Australia to the, you know, MXGP racer, uh, you know, absolute amazing rider, um, champion in his own right. 
He was the man behind building out the KTM um, platform and director of KTM Australia. He is now working for uh, Stark Future. And, um, yeah, so it's it's happening. They're, they're putting the right people in place. Sebastian Tortelli, as their head test rider and kind of global ambassador, he will be racing it. He'll be racing it in select races very soon here. Um, they're working with sanctioning bodies to allow it to race, but, dude, they don't want to race other electric bikes. Yeah. They want to race combustion engines and put it to the test yep. and show that they're. So that'll be it. interesting to see what the, the sanctioning bodies do with that. Do they? Do they push back? Do they not? Like, what happens when they start beating them? What does Honda and KTM have in the pipeline? Cali might have something, but I don't know. Yamaha, I don't know. But we know Honda and KTM are on the forefront of technology. Are they going to look at this and go, "Man, we're going to release something that's not as good." You know? Well, it's good for the industry. It's going to make all the manufacturers start trying to step it up if, if the start comes in and trumps everyone else. So, um, it's, I, yeah, it's going to be good. It's going by to. The sounds of it. The, the ride time, I'm not quite sure on ride time overall. Like, my max speed, I'm guessing like 35, 40 minutes based off my speed. You know, as Chase Sexton or Kenny Roxon, I think you're going to get, I don't know, like low 30s. So that they need to work on, and as we know, battery technology evolves and length and whatever. Um, that'll be interesting to see what happens. I don't know what it does underwater. Like I don't, didn't ride it through creeks and and stuff. So there's some a few unanswered questions. They didn't hide it. I didn't really ask either. So that's my bad. But um, they would have washed the box out. With, I washed them, wash them. Yeah. Yeah, with a pressure washer. Yep. Standard. Yeah. So yeah. like I said, I just, I just, to, I just yeah. didn't submerge them in a creek. Yeah, of course. No, it's going to be interesting to see how they perform. And like, as you said, duration-wise, 30 minutes on a pro ride is pretty decent. I mean, for everyday riders, we're out there doing 12, 15-minute motos, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, if you think about 30, like, you know, put up, if you rode for an hour on a weekend, that's a lot of laps. It's, it's a, a lot, lot of laps. Um, yeah, if you ride for an hour, I, when I was doing the photos and video and, like, doing sections with my team there, I did it for like 25 minutes, like, you know, cut the track, hit a berm, cut the track, hit, hit a jump, try to whip it, do this, do that. Um, it, uh, I use only 18% battery. Wow. So for 25 minutes, like tootling around and having fun. So, so how are they charging these things? Uh, there's a really cool, that good, good question. There's a really trick stand that has all the power outlets, just like a dongle from the stand to your bike, and then you power the stand up. So that's pretty neat. I wonder if they'll come out with like a stand, like an iPhone where you just put your bike, you know, you put your iPhone on on the iPhone. <laughs> a wireless charger. A wireless charger. <laughs> where the frame, the skid plate has like sensors. No, that'd be pretty trick. But this is a dongle to the stand, stand power cord to power. Um, and they're working on global power stations across the, the key clubs and tracks. So that's pretty cool. Um, man, it's exciting times for the industry. Um I want to thank Alex Gobert for giving me the opportunity at MotoOnline.com for getting get me out there. Um, Stark Future for rolling out the red carpet. And also pressing the industry. You know, the, the market is going to dictate if this is going to work. I can tell you what they've given us to ride works. Now it's up to the market, right? It's up to the consumers. It's up to the industry if it's going to allow it to move. Price, pays, price and cost plays a part. But I can tell you from a functional performance standpoint, the thing is amazing. It blew my mind. Um, you can't panic rev it too much. That wheel speed is infinite. Imagine panic revving in sixth gear and the thing's lifting up. So it, it's pretty interesting to see like there's certain things that 
take place with no gear. Yeah, and I guess it will, and 10,000 sold units, like you said before, I believe the market is responding positively and it's only going to increase from there. Yes, yes. It's, um, you know, it's interesting. Like, I, uh, Intense Cycles is a big sponsor of this podcast and they make a really trick taser um, e-bike. I was a hater on that. A lot of people were hating on it. Europe was the forefront of e-bike technology because they have a lot of big mountain to ride with not a lot of foothills. You know, we have more foothills in Australia, Southern California. So to get to these rad trails, like it was almost impossible to, to ride a day or, you know, a couple hours up and then, you know, 20 minutes down. So e-bike technologies open new riders globally. I think, you know, America, North America and Australia were the last to start adapting to it. And I was a hater and I hated it. But look what the e-bike technology has done for bicycles, allowing new people in the sport. I can only imagine. This is much bigger, like as a as a as a project and a growth. But like this is a a big project that is could be groundbreaking. I think it's bigger than what the YZ four hundred was with Doug Henry. That's a big call. <laughs> I do. I I don't know how it can race. I don't know what the pro, what you know legalities the AMA is going to push back on. I know the CRF one fifty in the amateur racing in America was a big problem because they built the bike and said, "Hey, we want to race to the eighties, eighty five. Sorry, I'm so old. I still call them eighties. <laughs> well, they didn't talk to them about it. They didn't present a plan. They didn't present things. They just brought the bike and and they weren't allowed to make it." a uh, big bore for super mini. So essentially you're racing a super mini in the 85 class. And that was a debacle watching, you know, Adam Cinciarello and, and Cooper Webb race each other. So Adam just went to the super mini, never really raced Cooper heads up because Cooper had more power on the 80, 85. But then Adam had way more power on the super mini. Cause he was racing essentially in 85. Very weird. How do in the lights class, if you're going to, you know, I, we go back to the tuning mode how does the local club or local track or local racetrack when, you know, Mason's old enough, my son, to race the 250F, and I'm like, hey, just, just, we'll just put your, mo- my, your mode to a 250. We'll detune your stock, yeah. Well, how do you know he detuned it? These are these all these questions that will, that will come to light, as we know, and a lot of adapting, but I do think our industry has to be cognizant to growth and not push back, but OEMs have so much power. That's the reality. Like, you know, Yamaha, Honda, KTM Group, they have a lot of power. They control the industry, obviously. I think it's going to be interesting to see the consumer start to show us what we want. Stasic, they've done it. KTM did it with the K, uh, the SXS 6585s. The market bears the price. The market bears what it is. It's going to be the legalities from the government where we can ride them. I don't want them on our local mountain bike trails at Narang. They'll ruin the trails. Are we going to get people showing up out there? I don't know. Potentially. I guess at start, it'll be all the people with a lot of money who'll, well, not a lot of money, but the people who can afford it um, will pave the way for the, see what they do. But um, No, I'm just excited. I think that's my biggest thing, takeaway from this whole uh, convo here we've had today is just, just excited for the change and the next six to 12 months. I think it's going to be huge for the industry. Yeah, it'll be really good, Dill. I, I appreciate you sitting down with me and, and talking about it. It's uh, been very exciting. I was very grateful to go to overseas and do it. Um, MX Store allowing me to take the time to do that. Um, like I said, 
Moto Online giving me a platform. And uh, hey, on that note, I was wearing that new fly gear, um, that purple stuff that JB wears. That stuff was pretty good. I was headed to a fly with CD boots, which I'm very comfortable with. And I thought I looked all right. I, you know, I gained some gained some kilos and some pounds eating my way through through uh, UK. But overall, I was pretty stoked on how I looked on the bike, how I felt on the bike. Uh, you look good. You feel good. You ride good. Um, and yeah, the bike is good, man. The bike is really good. It's groundbreaking. So much detail in the chassis, componentry, electronics. It really is hard to dive that deep into it. I really rode uh, about 25 laps. Doesn't sound like a lot, but a, a lot of laps I rode on the, that day in a short period of time. Very structured laps. Got a lot of information, and I'm really stoked to share it with everyone. Um, Stark Future is the future. The Varg, the wolf. Varg is the wolf. And, you know, I, I, uh, if you have any more questions comment below um or send me a dm dylan you're going to be posting a, a blog up on uh mx mx stores blog so check that out for more uh written copy but yeah thanks to the sponsors uh maxis tires mx store ballards muck off motor x intent cycles rhino power uh everyone that supports this podcast um yeah, it's it's been a, a really cool way to start off this testing platform. We'll be diving into more bike tests and unique tests shortly. Yeah, like I said, thanks for tuning in. This was a great episode, Dill. Thanks for coming on. No worries. Thanks, everyone. And we can't wait to see what these electric bikes do. And I can't wait to throw my leg over one. So yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Check out the content. <laughs> it's gone global uh, today. So yeah, thanks for everyone tuning in. Peace.